Welcome to The Responsible Podcast. Your host, Stanley J. Targos III, is the founder of The Responsible Brand and The Responsible Network. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. My name is Stanley J. Targos III, and I'm the host of The Responsible Podcast. Today we have a great show and it's called Fun Today, Fun Tomorrow, or Both. And really the basic of what we've been discussing or the basics for what we've been discussing is about balance. It's about cash flow management. It's about how to take those emotional and intimate details of our life and put it together in a package that we're capable of communicating what we're feeling, what we're going through, what we need to do, maybe how we feel unprepared. And what we've been finding, what we've been searching and what we've been developing over the last several years and several decades is really how do we manage fun today, fun tomorrow, or both? And we like to premise it by saying it's an either or scenario or an and scenario. And it doesn't have to be either or. It can be and. You can have both. You can have your cake and eat it too. Wouldn't that be a great conversation to have? How many things can we have our cake and eat it too with? Well, I want the car, I want the payment. I want the house, I want the land, I want the payment. I want the 401k, I want the income. I want the risk, I want the reward. There's very few things that we can have both, that we can have our cake and eat it too. But fun today, fun tomorrow is something that we can have both of. If we understand how we want to balance our lives and balance our living and balance our ability to be prepared, we can have some common sense and some logic behind what we're doing. And I know people say, Stan, I don't want to talk about logic and common sense. These are all emotional components. I get it. And I understand that. But let's not be emotional with everything. Let's not stop listening just because we have to apply some strategy behind it. And if it means we don't have to say calm down logic and common sense, then we'll take those words out of our vocabulary for the next half hour and focus on how can we emotionally accept that we're going to be able to have both? How can we believe that we're going to have both? How can I believe this is not too good to be true? How can I believe that this is not a unicorn? How can I believe it when everywhere I turn, Everything I listen to when I turn on the internet, when I turn on the Google or the podcast or the TV shows or the talking heads, they're all telling me I need to sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. I need to give up, give up, give up. I need to go on a diet, go on a diet. I need to work harder, work harder, work harder, save more, save more, save more, spend less, spend less, spend less. How do we say, Stan, come on, you're the only one telling me I can have both? Well, it's true. You can. I've been doing it. And I've been teaching it and I've been running numbers for people for years, showing them how to have both. Really, the balance between living today and being prepared for tomorrow comes in phases. And when we understand the phase that we're going through, we can understand what we need to give up, what we do need to sacrifice, And what part of the strategy really needs the focus? I was listening to someone the other day and they said, Stan, people who have a priorities list wouldn't have succeeded 50 years ago or 100 years ago. 100 years ago was a priority list. One priority, not 10, one. So 
If our goal is to enjoy today while we prepare for tomorrow and do them simultaneously, then the priority has to be the phase of life that we're in right now. And remember, our goal is to change the landscape of America one family at a time by empowering the leader to make decisions based on facts, not fear. And we're going to do that by educating families and sharing with families on what the right thing to do is financially for the next phase of life. So if I want to have balance between enjoying today and preparing for tomorrow, I need to understand what phase of life I'm at today and the immediate impact it has on the next phase of life that I'm getting into. I don't want to base it on the phase of life that is 40 years away from me. I don't even know if I'm going to make it to that phase of life. Why would I prepare for 40 years from now when I don't even know what the next five years looks like? Doesn't that seem like a bad premise? Doesn't that seem like I'm starting on the wrong foot down the right ra wrong rabbit hole with the wrong conversation right out of the gate? Let's focus on what we're doing today and the immediate impact on the next phase of life financially. And are we good with that? Think about that for a second. That's a way different conversation than what everyone else wants to talk about. Now I can connect the dots and I can show you the ripple effect 40 years out mathematically. And we can make educated decisions based on that for today. The problem is, if we don't look at how we get to enjoy today, and what level we can enjoy today at, and the impact it has on my immediate future, the next three to five or three to seven years, then it's irrelevant. Because then it's so far away, I throw in the towel and I start to feel defeated because I'm sacrificing too much of today for 40 years from now. And I hear people tell me this all the time when they're 55 years old. Well, Stan, I want to enjoy life when I'm 62 and 65. When I'm 70, I'm going to be old. And I say, listen, when you're 70, you're going to be young and you're going to have 15 to 20 more years of life left. Don't live like a king for three years and then be on a fixed income budgeted jail cell for 20 years. Let's have balance. It's a key word. Same thing is true for the 25-year-old. And let's talk about that. Each phase has an opportunity to be out of balance. If we can eliminate some of those opportunities to be out of balance and we can put ourselves back on track for our goals, for our priorities, for what we value, for what matters to us, then we have a higher chance of succeeding. So when you're just out of college, one, you've been living around broke people for four or five years. You don't even know you're broke because everyone around you is broke. Now you finally get a job and what you used to make in a month, you're making in a week and you feel like you're rich. And because you feel like you're rich, you think, man, I can afford the, the better car, the higher end car. I can afford this car. I'm going to buy this car and I'm going to spend $800 a month on this car because I'm making $3,200 a month and that's way more than I've ever made. And then you realize you got that payment for five years. And then you realize four months after that, that your student loan payment is being turned on and you have a payment of four or five, six hundred dollars a month in your student loan payment. Then your parents tell you, you need to start paying rent. You're making more money than they, you have more lifestyle money than they have. And they start to say, listen, why are you buying the fancy car when 
I'm older than you. I've been working for 30 years. I paid my share for your college. You're driving a car that's three times as nice as my car. If you can afford that car, you can afford to pay rent. Then your company says you got health insurance and then you meet someone and you want to get married and then you want to buy a ring and then you want to buy a house and then you need to move out and then you need to invest in a Roth and a 401k and your CPA says if you got money to spend 800 bucks on a car, you can spend 500 bucks a month on a Roth. And now you start to feel like everything I'm doing is for everyone else. And you're not enjoying the time that you're working. You're not enjoying the new career you have. You're not enjoying the friends. Everything is pressure-based right out of the gate. And you feel like when you, when you finally get a chance to stop and you get your two weeks of vacation and you're like, I made all this money and Allied gets it and the mortgage company gets it and the rent gets it and the Roth gets it and my future 401k gets it. What do I get to enjoy? And you think, well, I've got a job for a year. I've qualified for some credit. I've got a credit card. I'm going to take a week and I'm going to go all out on a vacation. And then you create another payment because you're focusing on what you're doing today and you're listening to everyone else talk about what you need for retirement 45 years from now. But what if we said the right thing to do, the way to have balance right out of college is to Take 90 days and go crazy. Go buy some new clothes. You need them for the workforce anyway. Go have fun and, and buy a new computer. Buy a new cell phone. But at day 91, let's stop and let's put a budget in place that allows us to pay off the student loans. Let's get rid of those student loans within four to six years after graduation so that you're not defined by that debt when you're 40. It's not a burden. It's not hanging over your head. It's not something that's looming and lingering. It's not something you have to think about. Let's take care of that strategically, efficiently, and effectively based on what you make for a living, based on your specific lifestyle. And I bet if your parents see that you're applying good money to eliminate the debt from your student loans, they're probably not going to want to charge you rent. You're probably not going to buy an $800 a month car. You're probably going to buy a $350 or $450 a month car, which is still expensive, but much more manageable. And that then gives us a budget that we can apply towards life events like travel. Now that you've graduated and the college you went to finally made a playoff game and you want to go to it, and it's $1,800 or $1,600, and your buddies are all going because their friends and families paid for their college and they didn't have a student loan so they got all this cash and you want to go you actually have a budget to go you can make it work you can create the memory you can travel you can enjoy life while you're preparing for tomorrow and maybe we only put into the 401k up to the match maybe we only do a $3,000 Roth this year instead of stretching it and making it a $6,000 Roth but that allows us to enjoy today you can join a gym, you can go out, you can go clubbing, you can go out to dinner. Not every night, but at least once a week or maybe twice a week or three times every two weeks, whatever it is. Then you're not getting so frustrated, so overwhelmed, so in a rut that you throw in the towel and give up. So let's balance that. But if you're just out of college and you don't have any debt and you're in that lifestyle phase, maybe you're five to seven years out of college and you're past that early phase. Now you're ready for the next car. You're ready to buy your house. You're ready to get married. You're ready to start having kids. Your job is advancing you. You're making six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars $9,000 a month and 
you've been living for the last five years, taking trips, visiting bowl games, and you want to do a real big boy vacation is what I call it. You want to go somewhere for a week, all inclusive, bring your fiance, you want to, you got a group of people you want to go with, maybe it's overseas, go to Italy, go to Rome, go to wherever. Go to Bali, I don't know, a real vacation. Maybe that's the key. Maybe that's what we need to do. So that balance works in that phase of life as well. And what we're doing right now doesn't have to sacrifice our future. We can't compare ourselves to others who are in the same boat or at the same age, but in a different boat, actually, is the, is the correct way to say it. We need to know what, what we're doing for our next phase. And if you're in that lifestyle phase where you're a dual income, no kids or single income, no kids or getting ready to be dual income and you're starting to prepare for life and you got friends that have kids and don't have kids and you can very easily fall into the trap of getting married, wanting to have kids and then saving all your money for your kid's college and sacrificing on the home that you're living in and not enjoying the cars that you have and not having safe vehicles and all of those things, which again, lead to a, a little bit of a depression, a little bit of a, well, I'm not just working, I'm not even working for myself, I'm not even enjoying my life, and then you finally get the opportunity to do something, you, you use it as an, not an excuse, but it's not enjoyable. Same thing with people who have kids that are getting ready to go to college. You just come through this phase of life where your kids are at, a, at an age where they're getting into travel sports, and you might be playing for private school or private high school, or they've got different academic goals that they need to make, or you got soccer coaches, baseball coaches, volleyball coaches, gymnastics, dance, all of those activities take money. And now you got college coming down the line and you think, man, we got to put all this money away for college. Otherwise we're never going to be able to retire. And retirement's not the next phase after college for most people. There's a step between there, but most people mentally check out. They think, well, when my kid graduates college, I'm going to be 56 years old and then I'm retiring. Well, no, that's jumping from 56 to 70. You're missing a gap. So we got to balance today than tomorrow. And the way we do that is not by focusing on when we're 80 years old, how broke we're going to be because of how much money we're spending on college or how much more we have to save and set aside because we have to pay for college for our kids. There's a fine line. You shouldn't have to sacrifice your suit, your future, and your savings to pay for your kid's college. Don't drain all of your emergency fund to pay for your kid's college. You're going to create a problem that means you're not going to be able to enjoy the next phase of life. And while it's acceptable to have seasons where you have more outflow than inflow, that shouldn't be the norm. Now, for some people, it is, and it's be not because they're out gambling and using drugs and being foolish. It's because life's happening. And when life happens, we need to manage even the joy we get out of today while life's happening. If everything is an extreme, if everything's an extreme, then there's no normal. And we can't live in constant financial fight or flight. What most people feel and most people think of when they're going through these extremes is, I got to do everything I can to, to mitigate the risk and to protect myself against this problem. And when they do that, their health suffers. Their life suffers, their enjoyment suffers, their relationships with family suffers, their relationship with God suffers because they start blaming God. Well, you're just in a season where you got more cash going out. Doesn't mean you can't have fun today and have fun tomorrow. It doesn't mean that. 
It just means we have to understand what that balance is so we can do both. And maybe it means we accumulate a little bit more parent debt so we can keep our emergency funds, so we can keep funding our retirement, so we can keep adding to the Roth, so that we can be prepared for the next thing that's going to happen, like when we need a new car. In the midst of three kids being in college at the same time. During the middle of a potential layoff. And I don't wish that on anyone. But if we understand how to look at things objectively, what the responsible brand brings to the table is that third-party objectivity, which allows us to look at things without the emotion. I just sat down with a couple and I said, listen, and I'm sitting down with a kid and the parents and we're talking about life and there's emotions going all over the place. And I'm, I'm sitting back watching this. I'm thinking, it's a good thing your parents love you enough to be honest with you and tell you the truth. As a 17 or 18 year old kid, that's the last thing you want to hear. But then I look at the parents and I say, I respect your love for your family enough to tell you the truth. And that's the balance is you're not going to sacrifice your lifestyle by sending your kid to college. I won't allow it. I'm not going to sacrifice your lifestyle because you have big money coming out to pay tuition. But I'm also not going to sacrifice the strategy because you're uncomfortable having a little bit of debt. By the way of parent loans. We're going to balance this thing. Because while you're working and coming through trauma financially, everyone has in the last couple of years, now things are finally to click and your kid's ready to go to college and the college looks at you and says, now you're wealthy and you got to pay more than you saved. And I'm there to say, listen, you budgeted X, 1000 a month, 5000 a year, 10000 a year, whatever the number is. You're not going to drain your emergency fund to zero. You're not going to stop funding your 401k. You're not going to stop funding your Roth so you can have less parent loans. We're going to accumulate a little bit of parent debt along the path, and then we're going to pay it off efficiently after graduation because you have one more phase between post-college and retirement income. We're going to be effective with that. We're not going to skip a phase and get out of balance. We're going to look at what we're doing right now and the impact on the next phase of life financially. It's such a change in the way we think. It's such a paradigm shift in our enjoyment and our peace and our contentment out of life. But your traditional FA, financial advisor, your traditional CPA is not going to talk about this. They're saying if you don't put all this money aside, you're never going to retire. They're creating the panic. You're not going to get the tax return, the tax refund. You need to do 22.5 in your 401k. You're going to pay more taxes. And you got all this fast talk going on in your head and it has no impact on the next five years. It has impact on your 16 to 25. Well, if you don't enjoy the next 10 years, you're not going to have a 15 to 25 future. So let's look at what we're doing today for the phase of life we're in today and its impact on the next phase of life that we're in. And if we manage how to pay for college, we get to that pre-retirement planning phase, which is that phase after your kids go to college, before you're ready to retire. It's your last years of actually earning an income. And people think, man, I'm in the last 10 years of earning an income. I'm not taking vacations. I'm not buying a new car. I'm not updating the house. I'm not doing any of those things because all of my money has to be set aside for my future because once I retire, I'm no longer making an income. Well, if you handle those years too frugally, 
your health suffers. You work more hours. You're working more overtime. You're working Saturdays. You're never unplugging from the job so you can earn more income. You're out of balance. God wants us to be good stewards of the gifts that we've been giving at each phase of life, not just when we retire. But we don't hear that. Not even from the pulpit, not from the talking heads, not from our friends, not from our neighbors, not from the magazines we read or the news articles that we listen to, not from the podcast we listen to, except for this one. The Responsible Brand has a podcast which brings you back to balance. We want to talk about things that people are concerned about, but no one else is willing to talk to. Is there any money in me telling you not to fund your 401k? No way. But I'm not sponsored by the 401k third-party administrator. So I don't care what they think. I care what you think. I care what you're going through. I care what obstacle you're facing. I care how you handle those ups and downs. I care about your fulfillment out of life. And the season you're in and its impact on the next season. And if we look at our pre-retirement planning, we know that we've got so many years left to work full-time and bring in that paycheck. And we know the next phase means we're spending down our assets and we're not earning as much. But with the right planning, we can actually still take vacations because in that pre-retirement planning, your kids are out of college, but you know what they're looking forward to doing? Doing? Getting married, buying homes, having kids, giving you grandkids. You might have a few years where you get to spend some time as a family when you're all adults before everyone gets married and has kids and you want to go to New Orleans. You want to go to Oktoberfest. You want to go to Mexico together. It doesn't have to mean you go for two days and you spend two days traveling to spend two days there because you don't want to spend the extra thousand bucks for two more days. It means we have balance. We have fun today. We create the memories today. We instill the values today in our kids. We have priority today without sacrificing tomorrow. And if we're not doing it every day and every week and every month and every, and every four months and five times a year, what if that pre-retirement planning stage has you buying a classic car? You've always wanted a classic car. Maybe you've always wanted that nice watch. Maybe you, you want to upgrade the wedding ring for your spouse. Maybe you want to take that 25th anniversary trip to Hawaii. Those are life events that should be taken seriously. And if you put all of those things on hold, you wake up at 65 and realize you've wasted some great memories and you have resentment, anxiety, and depression. And that's not the game plan or the goal that we want. You work hard so you can enjoy life. It also doesn't mean that you buy the car, the trip to Hawaii, the upgraded wedding ring, pay for a wedding, and fund fully fund your grandkids' college fund in the same year. It means we know what's going to happen over the next five years with some specific intent. Let's plan those things out so that when they get there, we're prepared for them. It doesn't mean that we only fund the 25th anniversary fund and not fund the Roth or the 401k above the match. 
It means we look at it and we bring someone in who's capable of connecting the dots between the impact on what we're doing today and the next phase of life. And what does it mean for us? And does taking the vacation to Hawaii mean that we have to work five extra years? Probably not. But the ability to have control over our cash and our nest egg and what we're doing the older we get means more to us. It means the strategy might change. It means we might not be investing in Bitcoin at, at 58 to 65. We might need to shift our, our investment strategy and our game plan for planning to retire at 65, taking one Social Security at 67, the second Social Security at 70, turning on the RMDs at 72 and a half, maintaining an emergency fund. How do you build all of that? It's at 56 to 65, if you haven't been building it from 25 to 56, you have panic and stress, which is why we want to balance today for the next phase of life. So that as you wake up, you're building, your financial bricks are being built upon instead of starting from scratch. We're creating your personal empire that meets your needs and your goals. And it's happening systematically, strategically. It's predictable. You have a GPS, a guaranteed practical solution. It's a pre guaranteed predictable solution that works for you. You know what to expect. Very few people get that in the traditional financial world. But you have access to it because you've been invited into a community of responsible You've got a team around you that's responsible. You have a team that makes helps you understand the decisions that need to be made so you can make the best decision for you and your family based on facts, not fear. You're not making knee-jerk reactions financially. You're not living in financial fight or flight. We know emergencies are going to happen. You're going to be prepared for them. And at each phase of life, what you need changes, but if we build on it, you're not starting from scratch and you're not in panic mode. You have peace, contentment, enjoyment. You have the fruits of the spirit living with you financially. How awesome is that? It's beautiful. When you finally get to that retirement in income distribution phase, you're not thinking what your nest egg is and if the stock market eats away your ability to have an income that year, you can't enjoy life. Your grandkids get married and you or graduate college and you want to attend their ceremony and it's in California and you live in, in the Midwest. You get to do both because you don't think, well, if I go on this, then my unfunded health care when my spouse enters the nursing home is going to be at risk. No, no, no. That's all been taken care of. Now you're in the golden years. You're in enjoyment. You know, there's a study that was done that said, do people live longer and are happier if they have a larger nest egg when they retire or if they have a consistent stream of income? And up until recently, people thought you need a $3 million nest egg or $2 million nest egg, and then you're going to be content. And what they realized is when you have a nest egg, you don't live as happy as someone who has a stream of income. You don't live as long as someone who has a stream of income because a nest egg only gets depleted. A stream of income is there as long as you live. And if we build your retirement income distribution plan on balancing a nest egg and income stream and having these supplemental benefits for your unfunded health care needs, your in-home care, your nursing home care, those things that typically derail people's plans, you can go to the graduation ceremony in California. You can give the awesome gift to your great-grandchild. 
you can celebrate your 60 year anniversary and revisit Hawaii again. You can get new cars. You're not waking up at 70 thinking I'm buying the last car I'm ever going to buy. You've got wiggle room built in. You've got buffer zone built in. You've got exit strategy on exit strategy and emergency fund on emergency fund in four or five different areas that you can go to to make that awesome event happen so you can still enjoy today while preparing for tomorrow. And at 75, your tomorrow might only be 10 to 15 years away, but you needed to be there still. And your family's going to encourage you. Mom and dad, don't not take the trip because you want to leave us something because you already know what you're leaving them, which means you have permission to spend what you're looking at today. Seems so simple when you say it, but man, there's emotions going through it. If you could look back and tell your kids what to do, they would believe you, but emotionally they're like, dad, I can't because I'm saving all my money to pay off the debt because you told me to pay off my debt. Be debt free. Well, when they get a chance to live, they're not going to live. They're not going to enjoy life because that's the legacy. But let's create a legacy where we start balancing fun today while we're preparing for tomorrow. Let's introduce this generationally. Let's make sure that we're doing things the right way. Let's make sure we're eliminating the same ox obstacles, the same pain, the same anxiety that we had growing up that our kids and grandkids shouldn't have to. Let's let them see how we enjoy life events and how we're there, even though we're not sitting on $50 million trust funds. Let's let them know that we can be responsible with what we have, that we can be good stewards of the gifts that God's given us in each phase of life. Let's encourage them to have balance. Let's encourage them to have a responsible brand plan, to be responsible with what you've been given, to use it the right way, to enjoy today, prepare for tomorrow, but do it with balance. Let's make sure that we're living our best lives too. Let's not skimp on ourselves because it's us. If it was someone else, we would be telling them exactly what to do and we'd be telling them to take that trip, to enjoy that time, to visit the grandkids. But when it's us, we think, well, I can't afford to do that. I want to get a new car, but I don't want to get the car that's got the heated seats because it's $800 more. You're going to drive that car every day for five or seven years. Spend the 800 bucks. You're going to spend more time in that car than you are on the couch. Spend the money. It doesn't mean you go out and buy a Bugatti. But it does mean if you do the right planning, you have choices and options, and you realize that the 800 bucks isn't going to make or break your big picture because you've done a great job of building on each phase of life. And when you finally get to that final phase... You've enjoyed your life. You look back on fond memories, not on regrets. And that's what we want at The Responsible Brand is to give everyone the opportunity to enjoy life, to enjoy life to the full, to have control, options, flexibility, and choices. We want you to be able to give where you want to give, support what you want to support, do what you want to do, and help each other. And not have it be either or. Well, if I give to the grandkids, then we can't take a vacation. If I take a vacation, I can't give to the grandkids. If I give to the church, I can't give to the grandkids. No, we want and. Small little word, but what an impact it has on our lives. So let's do this. 
Let's do this together. Let's trust each other. Let's learn from the mistakes we made in the past and not duplicate them in the future. Let's change the pattern of our, of our generations to live better. Let's level up instead of leveling out. Let's make sure that we're sharing why we're doing things and the choices we have so the next generation sees it, hears it, understands it, and believes it. What I hope is I hope that this information has been a benefit to you and your family. The Responsible Brand wants to help grow the understanding of how money works. Please share this with others. Reach out to your responsible team. I hope you have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. For new and relevant information just like this, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and interact with the responsible community on all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.